Welcome to Trust the Journey. I'm Melanie Curtis. And I'm Jason Malitsky. Our mission is to live, laugh, love, and learn together with you. We're here to create conscious connections, to grow and contribute through our practice of openness, honesty, vulnerability, humility, and trust. Trusting the entire journey. Amen. If you guys want to find us on the internet, go to trustthejourney.today. That's our website, also our Instagram. If you get something from the show, please go ahead and like, share, subscribe, all the things that help us get the show to more people and hopefully, you know, impact the world in a bigger way. Uh, If you want to get into a supportive group with us, that's the Trust the Journey family. All you have to do is donate on Patreon in any amount and you will get in there and we would love to have you. Yeah, I'd like to say that if you join that um, Trust the Journey family, uh, your your donations really make a big difference to the show. Uh, It is a pro bono effort on our side to just put this out into the world and it really helps to have your financial support. So I'll encourage anybody who's listening, if you've been thinking about it, reach out at a $1 a month will really help on our side to be able to continue to bring you this program on a regular basis. And we have so much gratitude for everybody who is already doing that. Thank you so much. And along with the list of thank yous, I would like to thank Kimberly Joy Voice for her efforts in editing our audio and video and getting all of our stuff posted. She is an absolute blessing to our team. And I am so grateful to have her. If you want her on your team, she wants to be part of your team too. Her email is KimberlyJoyVoice at Gmail, and she's ready to help you with your podcast podcast editing needs. (laughs) I love it. It's so true. She is such a godsend. Oh, my God. Uh, But yeah, so today, let's dive in, family. We are going to do a deep dive today on creativity. We, We said, you know what? Let's pick a topic and let's let's deep dive like we like we do the reason i suggested this topic actually is because i'm always interested in creativity i'm I, I, from that perspective i'm just always very curious about this this subject and love immersing myself in so many different forms of creativity but the micro the sort of more immediate reason is because i'm leading a walk at an art it's sort of an outdoor art installation space where it's basically going to be a hike and an art walk all at, all in one. And with that, I'm going to be facilitating, you know, a sort of group coaching dialogue around creativity and how it applies in entrepreneurship, but also how it applies, you know, in our personal well-being so anyway, I'm very excited about that. That's for people in the local New Jersey, New York area. If you want to join, it's July or sorry, it's June 19th. And drop me a line if you want uh, any more info to join us. But that's why I put this on the table because I'm like, ooh, kind of as a prep to best serve those that show up for that event. I'd love to talk with Jay about it. And you know, you're such a creative force in your own life and in the world that I was like, fuck yeah, let's let's talk about it. Awesome. Well, I have been um, being reminded the last couple of days 
I got two pokes from the universe to say, hey, continue being creative, stay focused on the creative, keep your attention where it needs to be. Um, so uh, the last couple of days I've been engaging in some ceremony with some combo, oh, cool. which is a healing medicine that comes from the Amazon that is the excretion of an Amazonian tree frog. And what it does is it helps push some toxins out of our body in a way where when you apply some to your skin and, and it makes you either sweat or vomit or poop or spit or whatever, but it helps push things out of our body that mm-hmm. doesn't need to be there. And then at the end of the ceremony, um, there's a deck of cards laying there and it's kind of like tarot cards, but they're, these are animal cards and there's kind of the voices of the animals that guide you to choose or to help direct you into the areas of your life that you need to be paying attention to. And I got the nightingale first, which the nightingale is about song and about voice and about having this creative outlet and through music and through singing. And the cards are either in balance or out of balance. And my card that I drew was out of balance, which said more music, more singing, more creative flow, more voice. So I got that one yes the day before yesterday, and then yesterday's card was the lizard, and that one literally said creative projects. Like to mm. get this back in in the energy in line of this part of your being, you need to be really engaged in creative projects. And so the universe has been nudging me in this exact direction. Ah, oh, I love it. I love it. I mean, I feel like ah, oh, I just feel like creativity is such a powerful avenue to balance healing to freedom like it it's so common and normal we're all go 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 and you know i'm running two big businesses you're running 18 big businesses you know what i mean like we're we're working hard and it's good you know what i mean it's and it's just it's it's really amazing to me how potent creativity is for me for me personally to balance that like it could it's it's almost like uh i i don't even need that much of it and and i trust me when i go into a creative project i go in hardcore and i love that too the the full on but i'm saying if we're even just talking about creativity as just a balancing or a well-being tool simply first as this part of, of conversation sort of opens up it's amazing to me how even just the smallest bit of creativity one hour right taking doing some drawing or 15 minutes doing some drawing or doing some writing from flow or dancing to one song it's like amazing how that impacts my state of mind and my stress levels and my energy it's notable yeah it's incredibly valuable practice to have uh, outlets of creativity in our lives. And I, I, you know, when you put the topic on the table today, I had to laugh because I'm like, do you know what my job title is right now? <laughs> is I, I'm my literal job at flight one is creative director. Yes. You know, and so I love the idea of like, I'm constant, my mind is just filled with ideas all the time. And to me, that's the root of creativity is ideas. It's yeah. this, you know, conceptual thinking. And I, I just, 
can spend all my time there. It's great. I know. And I, well, in this, this walk that's coming up is cool because it's a contemplation, obviously, on our own creative uh, avenues and outlets and, and projects and pursuits while also taking in and bearing witness to experiencing other people's creativity. Like, I have always been a legitimate art lover. We've talked about this, but like, I really, if I go into like a museum or something like that, I, you know, I'm talking like an art museum, say something like the MoMA, something like that, even the Met, old pieces still, but like looking at the create the the finished products of other people's creative commitments always moves me. Even if I don't like a piece, I like that I'm experiencing it. I like that I'm with it. I get something from being with the other person's willingness to create and share what they have with the world. Like it's it's a really powerful from that side of the house for me as well. Yeah, you know, art the whole concept of art, and we've talked about this before, I, I had a wonderful conversation with one of my good friends, and he's an incredibly creative person, and we, we discussed like the whole point of art is to in, um, elicit a, an emotional reaction to get you to feel something. Yeah. You know, and when a piece makes you feel like, meh, I don't like it. Well, that's still something, mm-hmm. right? And I, I like when I don't like something. Yeah. Because because if I don't like something, it tells me that there's something in it that causes me to not like it or to judge it on the scale that says this isn't good. Then that's something inside of me that's being triggered in a way that has that response. It's not the piece. The piece has, you know, is designed to to get me to scratch that itch. You know, so I, I think it's really so interesting. True. I saw some yeah, great so work this past weekend. I was at an event and I met an artist who does a visionary art and he does this really interesting augmented art and it is augmented reality. So he does this multi-layered composition where he initially starts off with an idea, which is you know, in his work is all based in psychedelics. So mm-hmm. he has a deep thought about some concept, which is like the self, you know, like something rooted in the, the idea of I mm-hmm. as an individual, and then goes into getting all the visual pieces, collecting all the visual pieces that have some representation of this, and then starts like kind of collecting them all like a deck of cards and then lays them all out digitally into a single type of like a print kind of like a collage like you might Uh scrapbook a bunch of images together and he does so digitally in a still image format so you'd be like making a picture a digital picture but then once he's got the piece kind of sorted out and knows what all the elements are then he isolates all the components and animates them all and then he creates a digital print. So just like you might see a poster or many paintings today, like a, a painting today that we usually buy is a digital print where it's been photographed and then it's been reprinted using a digital printing technology. And so he does the same thing. He prints it, puts it on a canvas, 
And so you walk up and you see this canvas with this really detailed, highly layered, very intricate piece. But then if you pull out your phone and point it at it, it will pick up the code in the painting and it will animate it. And the oh. image on your phone will come to life oh. and the painting will start moving and breathing and different elements will come to the foreground or the background. Wow. So it's a really interesting use of integration, integrated technology mm -hmm. to take a traditional format that we're well familiar with, which is the printed art, you know, a, a paint, painting on a canvas mm -hmm. and adding in an electronic or digital technology that, that brings it to life. And so I'm going to give him a little plug for anybody who wants to check him out. His name is Sawyer Hurwitz cool. and you can get him on Instagram at, at Psychotronic Solutions. That's Psychotronic Solutions, Sawyer Hurwitz, H-U-R-W-I-T-Z. Yeah. If you're curious, check it out. I thought it was wonderful. Yeah. And there's a, there, I love that because there's such a range of things we could talk about relative to creativity. And it's like, I love that this person is an example of someone who has taken their idea and leaned the fuck in. That is fun. At least from like, again, from my experience, I like going big with things. You know what I mean? If and, yeah. and it, there's a bravery to to being willing to lean in and there's a bravery uh, being willing to go big. Not that we need to. It's just that's something if, for people listening. If you're someone who likes to go big, contemplate that around your creativity. You know what I mean? I think about my shoot in New York City and the the way that I, for some reason, have this. In, I love doing photo shoots in New York City. <laughs> like I've, I'm already thinking up my next one. There's there, like that creative process is in in play, and I'm thinking of ways to like layer onto that creative direction. But I like that, you know. So like when I hear about someone like Sawyer who's taken his idea and made it this like really leaned in and, and worked on it and layered it up with different technologies and different, like the mission of what they he's envisioning the people will experience when they engage his, his, his work. Fuck. I dig that. I just dig that. Yeah. I think it's cool when we're looking to expand. This is the whole nature of creativity as a concept is like taking something and expanding upon it, you know, developing it into something that it's not when it starts off, we have to literally create it because it doesn't exist until it comes from us. Um, my, my own personal list of creative projects can even be overwhelming at times because oh I have God, so I many going on right now, <laughs> uh, but it's, it's, it's so inspiring. Like I can't think about not doing that. If I'm not doing that, I'm, I'm, what am I doing? You know, what am I doing if I'm not Agreed. doing something creative? You know, I, I'm just rowing the boat, totally riding agreed. the bike, and like just grinding away for what reason? For what? Well, I, I don't, I don't see the value. You know, I got to have that, the return on investment is seeing something come to life, you know, seeing the end result of, of working hard to make something. Yeah. And even infusing creativity, you know, if we even think about it from the perspective of things that don't seem creative, quote unquote, you know, that aren't necessarily in the realm of art, typically, but creativity being infused into them makes them 
new, makes them sort of uh, revolutionary. And that's maybe too big a word, but I can't think of the right, the word that I'm trying to find. But like in even talking about like solutions to global problems, like creativity is required for us to solve those problems because theoretically what is occurring now isn't working in whatever realm we talk about. And I, I think about it in the realm of like, for example, I'm building a new website. I'm doing a complete like sort of rebrand and revision of my public visual look and feel. And it's it's funny because I'm not a graphic designer and I know what I feel when I see something. You know what I mean? So I get something back from my my designer and it, it, this totally just happened. The design looked totally awesome. I loved it. I approved it. And then when they put it on like the live site, the some like the text for some reason was magnified. And that completely changed the feel of the of the website. And I'm like, no, like that's gotta be fixed. Like the the size of the text relative to the photo is super fucking important to me. I want it to feel clean and expansive, you know what I mean? And the bigger text made it feel like, ugh. You know, like totally more in your face. It's like you as a creative director, of course, obviously know this, but those types of details for someone that might not be thinking that's creativity, it's 100% creativity. You know, it's not something we think about every day, but every action that we make is a creative action, right? Absolutely. If you sit and do nothing, that's a creative action. You're, You're creating nothing. Right. And if you try and do everything, then that's a creative action. And so every way that we, you know, when we chose what clothes we put on in the morning, that's a decision of how, ooh, sparkle sleeves. (laughs) For those listening, I'm wearing my fancy sparkling sleeves today because I was like, I've been in pajamas for six months. I think I'm going to dress up today. (laughs) (laughs) I think we can all relate to that one. Yeah. Everything we do, you know, and it's interesting um, when I look at some of the really like iconic people in uh, like show business or in the business world. So Steve Jobs is a great example of somebody who wore the same clothes every day mm-hmm. because he didn't want to spend his time thinking about how to get creative with his clothing. He wanted to spend his creative energy on developing his products in his company. I love that about Steve Jobs. Yeah, it's cool, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, another guy who does the same thing is Jay Leno. Mm. He wears denim shirt and denim pants every single day. And all his creative energy goes into automobiles. Amazing. Right? And he's got the probably the largest automobile collection in the world by now. I'm not sure. Don't quote me, but it's incredible that. And so you see these people that are really high achievers and make their decisions about how to focus their creative energy. And I know for myself, there's only so much available from myself. And I get depressed if I'm not leaning into leveraging that creative energy for myself and I get upset if it gets wasted Mm -hmm. if I end up using it on things that are not important to me or if my overall being if my energy is low and I don't have a lot to put out and I'm not doing the things I need to do to bring my energy up then I'm only able to put out a little bit of creative energy then I'm not getting it the the reward back of having done something that I feel accomplished for doing. So it's this cycle of like, we need to lean in intentionally lean into it in order to get back from it. 
and we need to make space for it in our lives and not overdo it. We can't mm-hmm. run ourselves dry. So it's this intricate balance of uh, of all the, the ebbs of flows. Yeah. I love that you brought up music too because, oh, and just really quickly, not to jump away from what you just said because everything that you just said totally, totally nailed it in my experience too. Is like if I'm not – if I'm overdoing it over here and I don't get it all, uh, I just echo it completely. The reason I, I'm happy you brought up singing is because those are types of, th- that's like an avenue where I just like it. I just like it. Am I going to be on freaking American Idol or The Voice? No, but I just like it. And sometimes I want to sing more. You know what I mean? Sometimes I just want to sing more, whether it's singing to the radio or whether it's actually going, hey, Carolyn, bust out your guitar, learn this track, send it to me. I'm going to sing over it. Let's do another one of those projects because shit, that's fun. You know what I mean? Just like for the sake of just doing it at all, maybe I'll share it with the world. Maybe I won't, you know, but that is is really, really I I just can't get over the the power of it. But anyway, I'm going with this this too. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I just want to say singing, specifically singing as a creative practice, is a spiritual practice that is international, global, in every spiritual practice in history, in all of mankind. Singing in a group is part of those spiritual practices. So there's something really important to pay attention there, right? Like yeah. it's not an, it's not happenstance that people will congregate into a, a group and get together and then have somebody lead and there's space for everybody to sing along, whether they're great at singing or whether they're just going to hum along a little yeah. bit, you know, whatever level we're able to put in or put ourselves in at comfortably, that spiritual level of creativity that engagement on on mass in a group has been something that has been going on for millennia in every single culture in all of our societies so think about that for a second yeah. and when we say oh i don't sing or no 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 hum you know join a group hum go to, even if you go to church just to, to just for the hymns just to sing along then mm-hmm. yay you it, we're nailing it it's you know? fascinating going on that thread for for a second I don't go to church or anything like that, but I have certainly been to church. And uh, gosh, I don't know why, honestly, I was in a, in a church in recent years, but for whatever reason I was there, it doesn't matter. The I'm talking about the times when it's time to sing, whether it was a wedding or a funeral or just, I don't know, some service for some reason. I don't know. But anyway, the point is, is that I absolutely notice for myself how as i as i free my voice through the work i'm doing through the deep healing work i'm doing i mean this is what i just shared about this on our last episode how i purged all that all the times i was silent you know like like but even stuff from other ceremonies and just the work i'm doing with coaches and therapists and all the all the work right being out there in the world for fucking 15 years trying to speak <laughs> iterating like a champion over time uh The thing that's interesting is even in a situation like singing in a church, I totally don't care 
about singing louder now. Even if I'm not good, even if, you know what I mean, like everyone around me is embarrassed, I am okay to project my voice now because I just, it's wonderful to be a part of that experience that you just described of singing in a group and just singing, period. Yeah. For me, church is, music is church, right? Like the reason why I organize um, music gatherings for people to dance is sacred dance is that connective creative experience and free expression and unity through music that 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 whole just our bodies getting in line with the music and moving and and everybody's just forgetting about everything else in our lives and just being present in that present moment and being part of vibrating on a frequency that's in line with the universe which is all just frequencies you know it's, it's such a huge thing so true. The, I, the This is the little thing I was going to share about singing. Please. As I just posted this uh, ridiculous meme where it's two birds and one of the birds is like <laughs> tweeting and the other bird's like, what are you singing? And the middle bird, the bird goes songs. And he's like, oh, fuck yeah, songs. I love those. <laughs> It's just like so hilarious to me where it's like, yeah, exactly. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Songs. I like those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of my best friends, we send each other music all the time. Oh, like, music it. just goes back and forth through the phone. Unless some, you're listening to something and you're like, I like that. Hit share. Send it to somebody else. Let I them enjoy it, it too. You, know? you should use a WhatsApp thread. You know what I mean? You have a WhatsApp oh, thread a with your BFFs. And then, you you know, like, I almost feel like, oh, I should not should, but like meaning I my, a brain, my a challenge just came to my brain like, oh, I should sing into the WhatsApp thread with my BFFs for every day for a month and see what happens. You know what I mean? Because like, for example, this is so funny. I love that I bring this up. <laughs> I got this job. I don't know if I told you this, but I got hired for a job to do to sing the national anthem on Memorial Day, landing on a, on the Intrepid. Like basically after I landed, I was hired to then step up to the microphone and sing the national anthem. Wow. Yeah. The job ultimately got canceled, but the fact that I was hired at all was totally fucking cool. I'm like, wow, that's really interesting. So anyway, this past weekend, I recorded myself singing the national anthem for highlight for my teammates and I never sent it to them and I'm like I should just like because I I was like oh I should send it to them and then I was like no I'm just like oh I don't know like all these things about and I'm like they probably would have been delighted to receive that from me so you know what I've been doing on that exact line is when I have felt well, so this is twofold is one, I've been doing it intentionally to lean into my voice and to practice singing because I told myself I want to sing more mm-hmm. and I can sing, but my voice isn't trained, you know, and, and I go off key and, yeah. I, you know, lose pitch. And, and so I need to practice. And yeah. so I decided to practice in a way where I felt completely comfortable by picking one song and doing it over and over again. And it happens every single day. So I've got the opportunity on the daily basis to use it if I so choose. And so for about a year and a half now, I have been sending vocal happy birthdays to people where I grab my phone 
and I sing them happy birthday <laughs> and dedicate it to them. And sometimes I go totally like lounge singer crazy and other times it's like, just go with it and just go like ridiculous and get super silly and have a really good time. And sometimes I try to get, you know, real sexy with it. Other times I start to get like real bouncy or whatever. But the reactions that I get from people are phenomenal. Like I have people come back and they're just like, dude, what the hell? You know, like made my day kind of thing, you know, and it's so fun. So if uh, you're at all tuned to singing happy birthday to somebody you care about, do it because there's not, no bad result from that, you know, do it. Yeah, it's so true. No one cares. I will 100% when we're done recording this episode, I commit that I will send highlight my my recorded singing and I will report back next episode. <laughs> awesome. awesome. Yeah, it's funny, though, that <laughs> that sort of like re- it speaks to the resistance of sharing our creativity, our selves with the world. You know what I mean? It speaks to that. Like, it speaks to that resistance. Yeah. Can I spin the topic a little bit? Absolutely. Yeah. So the whole creativity thing inside the world of parachuting, skydiving, base jumping, paragliding, creativity is rampant. People have these ideas and things and they're like, oh, let's do, let's do this jump and let's do this and that. And we'll, you know, we'll wear smoke or we'll wear these colors or we'll fly this way or we'll dress up in these costumes or whatever. And we'll come up with these creative ideas all the time. And anybody in our community knows how it's just a huge part of self-expression to be creative with how you fly Mm -hmm. and watching you know, the paragliding community the last year has just been making me crack up. There's all these people setting up paragliders with like a bed under <laughs> the paraglider. That's like a nightstand. And somebody's like literally like taking a nap while they're flying through the sky in a bed, you know, under their glider or sitting at a desk. You know, like we see our skydivers where they like throw a platform out of the back of a plane and there's a couch and a TV and some people sitting on the couch and they're just riding this riding their couch and their TV through the sky. <laughs> and I just exactly. love just creative nature. It's amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh my God. We're doing that with highlights so much because we have so many talented people in one spot. We we can get really creative and put put our skills to work and certainly looking to others for creative inspiration in this this new way we're playing as well. And that's another whole part of this conversation is the inspirations that we find all around us and how do we source inspiration if we want to be creative, but we're unmotivated or we're feeling blocked or some reason, like that's a big part of the discussion of creativity because we just are flooded with creativity all the time. But what about that person who's like, uh, I kind of want what Mel and Jay are talking about, but how do I how do I get there? How do I do it? And I think it's really all a, a lot about getting out into the world and seeing things, experiencing things, and filling your mind with influences that support you to be inspired. Well, one of the reasons why I chose to move to Moab and to spend a lot of time in this area is because I know that there's a highly uh, creative community of people out here that are, you know, highlining, paragliding, base jumping, Mm -hmm. skydiving, you know, just doing photography, doing rope work, just doing all these things in 
the inspiration for almost everything in this community comes from the setting. It's the the natural environment. It's the space that we're in. So it it's not the same, you know, if you go from one place to another, maybe New York City inspires your photography, your shoots, the desert here, these beautiful cliffs and rivers and high contrast environments. They inspire these creative ideas to say, oh, what if we run a rope between here and here and then we could actually slide down it and parachute off it and, you know, we get these all these wonderful creative ideas that are inspired because of this setting. Mm -hmm. I I just want to acknowledge that as a huge contributor to where those creative energies spurred from. Oh, it's so true. Honestly, like even just thinking about the office, my office that I'm sitting in right now and how... I really didn't like the color of the walls. And I, as a result, I really didn't enjoy being in this space. And it was a, it was a notable impact on my energy. And I just wasn't in love with the, with this space. As once I changed it, as soon as I changed it, it felt entirely different. And it allowed me to really spend more time in this space, which, which allows me to explore ideas more. So not only am I not blocked by the energy I feel from the space and how it's set up and how it looks and feels, I'm also then able to spend that extended time where ideas can open up and grow and sort of blossom versus being like, I have an idea and now I have to execute. It's more like there's there's breathing room when we can spend time in a space and or an area and or, you know what I mean, a team and like this, the extended time can really allow for creative vision to really expand and evolve. Again, going back to just using my New York City shoots as an example, I've now done two of them. And th- those, that idea is now because of the time and space I've given myself to engage in that particular creative avenue, the idea is growing and, and evolving and breathing. You know what I mean? If I did it once and was done, then it would be one and done. That's fine. But it wouldn't grow and evolve as a result of that, theoretically. Mm. Yeah. Repetition and iteration are really important parts of creativity, right? So for somebody listening who's like, oh, where do I start? You know, start at any level, any degree of investment into, I'm just going to maybe pick up a set of watercolors and you know practice doing some painting and and it doesn't have to be any um huge level of investment just play around with something and see if it works for yeah. you um you know myself I'm on this I struggle with having too many ideas and not being able to execute them all because I have too many they're they're too lofty or they're going to take a lot of time and a lot of energy or a lot of of, uh, investment, you know, financial investment and time investment to be able to execute. So I have to choose which ones I want to focus on. And I think that's a really important part of the whole creative process for ourselves is to say, you know, pick something that we can actually afford to do financially that we can afford to do time-wise and that we have an interest level in so that we can actually say, yeah, I've been thinking about this. I'm going to try. I'm going to dabble and play around and, and see how it goes. Uh, if the thing, if the time, money, and commitment levels are too high, then we're probably not going to get to a point in the project where we're actually able to see the results of it. 
and it probably not it's going to be unfinished or a failed creative project and those are really frustrating that's really hard oh so true so true and honestly i've had it happen for sure where those types of projects where they stall and then i have that feeling of like that sucks i'm i'm not like like that not good feeling of feeling like something is incomplete or something was discarded or just you know, I lost momentum or just didn't finish something I really originally intended to finish. Then when I allow the humanity and I open myself up to a longer term process, and I say this couched with the understanding that I am not usually someone who is lacking in follow through. For people listening to this who are who are consistently not finishing things, this comment is honestly not, probably not for you, you know, because uh, we have to be honest with ourselves about how we operate and whether we are finishers or whether we're not. And I definitely am a finisher. Like I like to see things through to the end and I feel motivation usually throughout. So once I acknowledged that about myself and I basically coached myself to be like, girl, it's okay. For some reason, there's this isn't happening right now. For some reason, this isn't the time for this project. Sometimes those projects, when it is time for them, they come back into my consciousness. They come back into my priority list and I, I refocus on them and, and then they occur. And others fall off the plate forever and that's okay too. Yeah. <clears throat> I have one that I started a while ago that I lost motivation on. I, I, I worked on it for a better part of a year, mm-hmm. uh, which was a, a motorcycle project. So mm-hmm. I bought <clears throat> I bought a um, 1980s motorcycle and I had this vision to transform it completely into a completely different kind of bike than it is from the factory. And I knew that it was going to be a lot of work and take a long time. And there's a lot of a financial and time and creative energy that needs to go into it and i actually have gotten a lot of it done like most all the parts yep. are there the really big ideas are all sussed out you know it's when i if, if i were to really look at the project and assess it it's probably sitting at like 65 to 70 percent complete mm-hmm. and i'm into it for a lot of money yeah you know and I stalled on it because I hit a couple of challenges where I'm just like, oh, dang, like, what am I going to do here? I, in order to overcome this hurdle to get to my end goal, I'm going to need to rethink a, a whole bunch of things that I had planned out. And, and I had too much going on in my life to be able to stay investing that much energy like it suddenly it's its need was spiking for how much energy it required to get it over the next hump and financially and time-wise I couldn't do it at the time and so I had to shelve the project and literally put it in boxes for it's been in boxes for a few years now and I reached a point Mm -hmm. where I'm like wonder if I can get somebody else to finish this for me you know give them my creative idea and say here's what I imagined it here's how I saw it panning out and I brought it to somebody and it sat on their shelf for a year and Ooh. they didn't get to it and now I've put it in storage and yeah. it, I'm still I'm still sitting on it I'm not letting it go yet but I am considering rethinking the value of the finished project mm-hmm. where 
my intention was to create a fully functional motorcycle that I could walk out to the garage, turn the key, jump on and go for a ride. Yeah. But what I might do in the meantime is just assemble it so that it's visually appealing because it's a beautiful piece of art just sitting there not doing anything. Yeah. It doesn't have to run. I don't have to ride it for it to be gorgeous and inspiring. And if I, this is a way to like get it to a point where I can now appreciate the energy that I've put into it. And then when time and finances and energy allow, I might choose to take it to that final state of being fully operational. So I think that's what I'm going to do with it to get it to a point. That's such a good example. Such a good example of what creative projects can really look like. Multiple years. You know, I actually want to give Kim Kim another shout out because I, I've talked about my Audible book a number of times and I had to make some some critical edits to the final files and then the audio was just kind of really struggling. And I the person that I originally hired, they did such a great job, but they I hired them on the scope of it not needing all these tons of edits. You know what I mean? And so I was sort of like, holy shit, I I still need help. That's a project that I am ferociously committed to seeing through. Like nothing is going to stop me at all, period, the fucking end. And so anyway, why I want to give Kim a shout out is because she's stepping in to basically help me clean up these, these final critical edits. And I need her. Like I do not have the skills to do that And that's just from the example of behemoth project years in the making and getting to a point where, God, there's another thing that is keeping this from actually going to the next stage of being uploaded to Audible and being out in the world. You know what I mean? But that's but that's the fucking process. Like that is what the process is for this specific creative work in my life trajectory. That's, I mean, it, it, you know what I mean? Like if we talk about accepting of the reality, yeah, I would love for it to have been done with the first round of edits and enough said, upload it to Audible, but that's not what occurred and that's okay. You know what I mean? So it just begs the, the person, you know, in me in this case to continue to be creative, to find those solutions. And, and you really do need to contemplate your commitment to what the end product is and how much you care about it. As it relates to my Audible book, I give a fucking huge, big, giant <laughs> crap about it being out in the world. You know what I mean? And so like I am 100% going to see it through and I'm willing to be creative through these final challenges. That whole prioritization of time and energy into where really our values are is what that what you're talking about. And I completely understand because each of us only has 24 hours in a day and at least six to eight of those need to be sleeping. Uh, The rest of them, we probably have to spend a bunch of them trying to make money. We probably have friends and family that need time. You know, we, we have all the moving around that has to happen. So there's very few hours actually left available to each of us in the day to dedicate to a creative project. And we have to choose and prioritize yeah. which one gets our energy. Um, and you know, for myself, as an example for our listenership, I'm four years into my book right now. Yeah. And I'm working on it on a daily basis, whether I'm studying, putting pen to paper, or developing the parts of the story within my mind as to how that 
that they are going to pan out and what I want it to look like. And I don't imagine it being done for another couple of years, at least, you know, with how it's going, even though my commitment to the level commitment level to it is at a hundred, uh, it's an incredibly long, tedious process. And I'll throw one more on the table, which is flight one as a company. We we have our 15 year anniversary Mm -hmm. this year. You know, and yeah, the the company is successful, ah. but I don't imagine that we're going to make our like real goals for what we want the company to be for another 10 or 15 years, you know? Yep. So. Yep. Totally. It's so true. It's so, so true. Oh, man. Oh, I just love this topic so much because I love creativity so much. To me, creativity is freedom. It's so free. It's so free. You know, it's freedom. It's bravery. It's it's contribution. It's it's like all of my highest values wrapped into one thing. You know what I mean? It's like connection. It's connection, freedom, contribution, and bravery all in one in one place. So it's like no fucking wonder I'm all about <laughs> all about it. You know? <laughs> yeah. So you know what I did last weekend? What? I, I don't know if you, you know or not, but I did a drag show last week. Yes, weekend. I do know. I love it. Yeah. So I have been um, working on this art form for a while now to try to refine it to a level where I feel it's presentable and combine it with musical performance and put it on stage in a way that I feel uh, represents the, the level of performance that I would like to see from myself when I'm putting a performance together. And it like all the things you said, it takes courage and it takes vulnerability and it takes, you know, creative energies and like having a vision and putting all the pieces together and then just going for it, you know, regardless. And it was super fun and a really great challenge. And it felt awesome to like get out on stage and play, you know, musically perform and create the musical experience to mirror what I want the visual experience to be Mm -hmm. and literally get out on stage and strut and sing, (laughs) you know, and do all the things that you need to do to to play that role. And it was, it was super fun. Oh, I love this. I thought of this earlier in the conversation and then it left my brain. I I don't know why I just kind of left. And it just came back when you brought up up Jasmine, Queen Jasmine, and and the performative nature of that creative uh, avenue is, and we talk about where do we source inspiration. I am a huge fan of Masterclass and uh, lots of different podcasts and stuff like that, but I've been recently watching the Usher Masterclass, and he's a phenomenal creative, and he is such a thoughtful performer. I didn't realize how, I've done, I don't, ha- I never had a deep dive of his uh of his creative process or philosophies before. Um, but I ended up on a Delta flight the other day. I saw uh, one of, I saw his story. Anyway, doesn't doesn't matter. But the point is Usher sort of came into my life in a, not in a musical way, but in a like, hey, I'm gonna learn about him as a person and you know him as a creative. And his masterclass is really powerful. It's really got a lot in it. You know, it's just got a lot in it about it the out. real details and nuances of creativity as it relates to being a performer. It's just really cool stuff. I've been uh, following the same masterclass series. I've watched probably a dozen of them now, and it's awesome. So for anybody who's listening who's like, I don't know, I don't have any creative ideas, go listen to some highly creative people. Oh, my God, they will, RuPaul's? They will inspire you, yeah. 
I love RuPaul's. That was such a good one, too. There's a lot of really good master classes. I've been really enjoying the ones focused on design and mm-hmm. writing. Uh, graphic design and graphic arts have really been inspiring me for such a long time. And especially in my position um, at work now to get to really feed on these topics of like looking at some of the best graphic designers in the world and hearing what they have to say about how their inspiration comes and how they make their decisions and what they let guide them. Those things are all really, really key to learning to have the confidence within ourselves to be able to just go for it. Mm -hmm. Speaking of that, I want to throw a little, uh, I see you and that's awesome out to my friend Aldo Comas out of Spain, who I was chatting with recently. He's a very unique and creative person. And I've seen recently that he's just really leaned into art and really just gone for it. And I sent him a shout out and he's like, yeah, I just made art the most important thing in my life. And Mm. that's what's happening now and nothing else matters. And I'm like, (gasps) yeah. And he's going for it and it's beautiful. So shout out Aldo, rocking it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, oh my God. I feel like that's a perfect note to end on. Let's let's end on the shout out to Aldo, and I can't wait to see his his work and and feel the energy that he's putting into it. That's wicked fucking cool. Let me go ahead and give you his Instagram so yeah, that totally. we can look him up. Oh my god, so many good stuff, so many good things. I have like eight million. I have like so many. There's I. I really could talk about this for hours and hours and hours and hours and forever. (laughs) Contemporary artist, Aldo Comas, that's A-L-D-O-C-O-M-A-S, at the Aldo Paint, if you want to look him up. Boom. Yep. Boom. Enough said. Well, family, thank you, as always, for being with us. I love, love, love hearing from you guys just so that you know like if anyone is listening and they're like oh man I'm thinking about this creative project or whatever or or this was useful to me like we we are always always welcome we always welcome those messages and that connection um and again like we said at the beginning if you want to really be in the family sort of in the more engaged family group you're welcome to join and just, you know, donate on Patreon in any amount and we will get you in there and and continue supporting each other that way as well. Yeah. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can DM us on Instagram. That's a really easy way to get a hold of us. Or uh, you can shout out through any of our contacts that you find on the Patreon page. Uh, I really want to thank Kim, uh, Kimberly Joy Voice, once again at Gmail for her help she's totally making this happen for us right now and that's creating space for us to continue to be more creative in other ways and i'm very excited because continuing to work on some new podcast pieces that we'll be starting to see soon so i'm very excited to tell you more about that and be sharing more about that in the future love it love you all thank you guys love you love you love you grateful for you keep laughing keep loving keep trusting the journey Love you.